To the Punk Off Podcast, episode twenty nine. This is nine. Dan Destroyer, nine. Chris Crude, and we have a guest with us today, Nikki Cordy. Uh, what is that? Uh, formerly Nikki Carte. Nikki Carte. What's it been now? Damn near twenty five years uh-huh. since uh, since high school days. For you. <laughs> Ouch! I'll, I'll listen to you. No, I think I'm at 20, 21 or twenty-two years. In all of 20, 25 years, did you expect that you'd be here today, doing this in the here and now? I can't say that I no. Did not imagine that. Well, in, in, in the last twenty-five years, I've wanted to look you up, hunt you down, and ask you one question. Have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior into your heart? Would you like a copy of The Watchtower? I already have one in my back pocket. Okay. Okay. But I, I've accepted Satan as my Lord and Savior, so. Horns up. Oh, sweet Baphomet. Horns up. I guess we actually should kind of uh, say where we're at because we're not at Parts Unknown. We are not at Parts Unknown. We are at? Howard's Club H. Club Hell. Club, Club Hell. Hell NBG. Bowling Green and uh, Nikki over here. She is the queen of the scene. Aw, shucks. What, what, what exactly do you do? <laughs> Fucking what everything. Do you, do? <laughs> you run this bitch, right? Um, I run the music for Howard's. So I scout bands and bands track me down and hunt me down and then I make them play here. For peanuts. You make them, you forcibly... <laughs> for peanuts and free beer. <laughs> free beer, that's a hell of a lot more than we got back when I was doing shows. A lot of times. Do, you did it for exposure? Yes. Because that was the Toledo scene. That's a lot of what people that we all know is trying to change. And the pay for play? Do. Exactly. Yeah. What else? Uh, is there anybody good been around here lately? You got anybody good coming up? Good coming up. August 5th, I have an amazing show. I have the Hemi Devils. Ooh. One of my favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. I saw them at Venue 18. Awesome. Uh, I checked them out before, uh, well, through Mr. Schindorf from the NWO. He posted when he went to show in Cleveland. And yeah, those guys. Yeah, that's he posted that, and then I was like, I have to have them play here. When I saw that part of their stage prop was the skull on the microphone stand, I was sold from the start. So That's going to be on August 5th, and I also have Texas Trash and the Trainwrecks coming, and check them out cool. because they'll blow you away. Fucking badass Psycho Billy band. Awesome. Psycho Billy? Is, is, is that like cow punk? <laughs> <laughs> like 
Satan like, account. Like rockabilly, <laughs> satanic rockabilly on steroids. Yeah, I can see that. Awesome. <clears throat> I was actually, you know, I already, I already showed my age by saying something about 25 years since back in school, but uh, 25, there's a 25th year anniversary I'm going to up in Cleveland. It's a... Uh, Lollapalooza nice. reunion, like uh, Jane's Addiction and Living Color and Dinosaur Jr. Hell yeah. And I bought these tickets a couple months ago, you know, when they went on sale thinking, you know, thinking it's going to be a big deal, it's going to sell out. Well, not only did they not sell out, <laughs> but a couple months later they chopped all the price of the tickets in half and waived, like, the Ticketmaster fee. So there I was spending twice as much you didn't get reimbursed? No. Ah, no. Some bitch. No. They're like, ha ha, sucker. Plus, they've got that Republican convention all week, and I was really Oof. worried that it was going to bleed into the weekend, but reading the, you know, like I've said on the podcast before, I'm old, and I still like reading physical newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> that goes along with being old, reading newspapers. Do you do the crosswords, too? I used to. I really don't have time. I... I I used to at work on my brakes, but they're good for your brain. Now now they start cracking down on our brakes and being real slave drivers. I don't have time to relax, but yeah, there's a time where I used to do like the Cleveland Plain Dealer and the Toledo Blake crossword puzzle in the same day. And about the only ones I couldn't do were the Cleveland ones. On you know during the week, they get they get progressively harder during the week, and like. Saturdays, I just have problems with. And then Sundays, like the New York Times crossword puzzle with a thousand different... Anyway. It's fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) I just get a seat. This is why he loves me. I get us off topic and start rambling. We just filled some time right here. Yes, indeed. Riveting crossword puzzles. No, but the Cleveland newspaper said that they're going to start taking down all the barriers and all the road blockages and everything on Saturday morning. So hopefully... By Saturday night, I'll be able to get town, down, downtown pretty easily to the... Uh, it used to be called the Nautica Stage, but it's at uh, Tower City down in the flats by that uh, shopping mall that's underneath the basketball and baseball stadiums and everything. My first Lollapalooza was 92, and I got to see L7. Right. I was 17 years old, and that set changed my whole outlook. I was supposed to go that year, and I couldn't get off work. It I was, was amazing. so bummed. Donna was down on her knees, and she was playing, and this dude reached up for her snatch, and she fucking kicked him in his head, had the shot, had a spotlight shining down on him, and she was, like, screaming how you're going to learn how to respect women today, and, I mean, I was just like, that's the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'll never, I'll never forget that. <laughs> it's like, that's the kind of bitch I want to be. <laughs> Lollapalooza glory days back when I first got they had the first one about the year after I got out of high school like uh, 90 went to Cleveland Blossom uh, outdoor venue yep. and my girlfriend at the time we all we all worked at Cedar Point and took the day off and went up there and seen the show and at nighttime it got cold and we took the blanket off the ground and wrapped it around us while Jane's Addiction was playing the lights were out we was in the middle of 20,000 people kind of 
having having uh, adult <laughs> having a moment <laughs> in, intimate relations in the middle of twenty thousand people hiding with a blanket. It was one of those moments like, oh, I'm a badass, I'm a badass. Really, it's not that big a deal because we was well hidden, but still. I once pumped breast milk through an entire corn set out in the field. <laughs> I wasn't going to go to the bathroom and miss the show, so I just fucking pumped the shit right there. And uh, these kids that were around were like, what is she doing? So I poured it all into I poured, no shit. I poured it into an Aquafina bottle, and my ex-husband at the time like took it and was like, I can't let this go to waste, and slammed this entire Aquafina bottle full of breast smoke. The people that were around us were like, oh, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't have a breast milk story. I can tell that. I don't. <laughs> so, all right, go back. Actually, I did what it was. So, the year you went, that would have been Chris. I'm pointing at Chris, and no one at home can see that. That would have been Jane's Addiction. Susie Rollins Band. Body Count. Body Nine, Count. Okay. Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Nine Inch Nails. Okay. And since it was Cleveland, and Nine Inch Nails came back, that was like the highlight of the show. During the middle of the act, yeah. or during the middle of the set, or whatever. So, were they already doing the thing? Because I know this, where I know they did this further in, but they started having everybody else come out during everybody else's sets as well. Because I know, like Ice T would start coming out about halfway through Rollins' set. And we came out through like Jane's Addiction set, and did he? Like, okay. don't call me nigger, Whitey. Yeah, that, that yeah. All right. Song. Nice. That was pretty fun. They actually showed that at the end of the Jane's Addiction movie, The Gift. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't that exact. But yeah, time right. place, but yeah. it was the same thing. Man, I would have sold my soul to have seen Jane's Addiction that year. Ritual of De La Habitual is like one of my top ten oh, favorite yeah. albums. And still to this day, when I'm uh, trying to do drum practice, when I'm not old and arthritic and hobbled, <laughs> got a, a couple songs <laughs> off that album. Which ones are your favorite? Oh... No one's leaving, and let's see, what's that one? Ain't no wrong, now ain't no right. You know, I, I try and practice to them, and also uh, Mountain Song from the previous. Nothing shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah nothing. that was that was the song that introduced me to them. Actually, it's very tribal. Yeah, kind of hard to. And I actually had to see it on Canadian music television. So how'd that go for you, eh? <laughs> Pretty good, Ozer. But that was at that point, you know, MTV was playing a minimal amount of stuff, or you had to stay up till three in the morning to catch stuff. But the Canadians, they would play it just whenever. So you were jerking off to Teen Moms, weren't you? It wasn't on MTV at that point. Yeah, uh, that's oh, okay. when they were still playing music. Music, yes, actual and music. You- they introduced me like postmodern and alternative TV in 120 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like that was my education through high school. When when Matt Penfield, when Matt Penfield was still on TV around Fostoria, you weren't getting it through right. the radio station. No, no. Know, no, who else was there to influence you? You know, there was no internet, there was no anything, and you actually had to do some work and search out your alternative, your little niche. Well, I was kind of lucky where I grew up since I was on the edge of Arcadia near Van Buren and Finley. I got the college station on the weekends. And there were a couple of guys who would play really off-the-wall shit, especially for Finley. They were playing stuff like, well, L7. Uh, well, that was how I heard about Laughing Hyenas. And 
I mean, just any band of Susans, who else? I mean, just all sorts of off-the-wall shit. And then they would also play, like, Crow Mags and everything else, too. So so for me, I, it was easy, a little easier for me to listen and figure out what I liked just through that. So I had an alarm clock radio that I could get 89, 89X in if oh, I yeah. could oh, just yeah. right oh, yeah. in my room. Back in the day, <laughs> too. Now I think they play crap. I can't stand radio. Yeah. I still have to deal with it every day so we can have, like, uh, something agreeable between me and my co-worker and we have some radio on in the background, you know? Nice. I run a dictatorship while I'm working, so I I work in an office where many people are coming in and out and try playing suicidal tendencies and, <laughs> you know, and that doesn't quite work when people are coming in and out of your office and your laboratory oh I always love it when no one has never heard institutionalized walks in on that song this is like what am I listening to is this should I be frightened where There's, have you been for the last 30 years gonna learn today <laughs> So what was your favorite show that brought a pivotal moment in your life growing up? Uh, I saw a lot of locals, but uh, for me, the band, I can say that I saw them, and we had a little shitty place called uh, the Aries in Finley. It was next to Dylan's. It was a tiny little hole in the wall. No alcohol or anything. There was just a stage. There was no bathroom. It was that bad. <laughs> but he tried. We even. He actually had Fugazi on the bill at one point to come through, oh. but so it fell through at some point. But um, I became. I like I said. I became exposed to Laughing Hyenas, which I don't know if you're familiar with John Brandon from mm-hmm. Detroit. Uh, Negative Approach was his first real punk band, and they used to tour with like the Necros and Misfits and everything. But uh, John was kind of going through his uh, heroin period at that point. And when I saw them, Todd Swallow was also playing drums in the band. And I think that was probably when they were released their most powerful because John kind of sings like a wounded animal for Laughing Hyenas. So, and at that point, I was. So the the name is fitting? Yeah, so I was, because I was already the weird misfit kid at a little country school in Arcadia. Didn't fit in with anybody. So I didn't see that band until it would have been 92. I actually got to see them, but it, that show still to this day, I, it resonates with me. It was just, it really spoke to me. So it's a really odd band because most people are, you know, they don't have much clue unless, especially they're from like Michigan. Everybody in Michigan usually kind of knows who John is usually but I don't know that was my I didn't see a lot of huge bands growing up I saw Millie Vanilli I ran away from home to see Millie Vanilli I throw that away throw that in there and yet you still admit it because <laughs> it's funny as hell <laughs> speaking of misfit kid uh, Nikki you and I have the unique relationship where I was actually in a band with uh, with my ex. Yes, yes. It, it, it was kind of funny because uh, I just moved back to Fostoria and really didn't even have a drum set yet. I had a couple years off from playing because the dude I was jammed with in Toledo stole all my shit, moved out of town. Nice guy. And I didn't even have a set yet, but. Uh, 
bass player in the band, Brandon. No, no, Steve. Steve Noss. Steve Noss, yeah. Yeah, Brandon played guitar. He was a pizza guy, and he ran into me when I was ordering something and said, hey, you want to jam with us sometime? And it, it, it's rather unique because it was the only band I've ever been kicked out of. <laughs> why, did they, you know, why did they kick you out? I don't remember. They, I, I'd say because once I started playing, I didn't like the songs he was playing. They were all cover songs, and I did not want to do a bunch of cover songs of uh, Rage Against the Machine and uh, Filter or some Pearl Jam. What else? We had Bush. <laughs> you know, but I, I, there, there was like, I don't know, what do you call it? I was like, I was like, I had a duality. I had like two different sides of me. Like one part of me wanted to be with people that wanted to jam and I wanted to practice too. But I didn't like who I was with or where I was at, so I'd always be drunk for practices. <laughs> and that would really piss off the other people in the band. And, you know, they've got a right, you know. You... Yeah, I, I, I'm saying basically it's my fault, but at the same time... God, that was so long ago. Was, we were It was kids. kind of funny because I remember... What was his brother... Uh, Brandon. Brandon tried to be like a tough guy or hardcore with me or something when everything <laughs> was going down. Dude, what is this? But the same, like I was saying, I understand why, but at the same time, I was, I was like torn between two places. It's playing cover. Oh, getting back to Misfit Kids okay. after the story. <laughs> He's playing all these cover songs, and I was like, well, why don't we play a Misfit song? I, I like the song Skulls. Let's play that. Hey, like, nobody wants to hear any songs about no skulls. <laughs> How are we going to get any people at our shows singing about skulls? Then, Flash those, forward to now where Riot, Riot Fest is. Flash forward to a couple of years later, I get in with my old band, Living Dead, and all we did were, like, the only covers we had were Misfit covers and uh, a bunch of original stuff that was either anti-government anti-God or just get fucked up and party. Right. You know, so... I, I, I guess, long story short, what I'm trying to say is that it took me learning how to be a dick with, with one group to learn how to not be a dick with another. Well, it does help us. Circle of life. <laughs> <laughs> It does help if you're playing stuff you're actually interested in doing as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I remember yeah, one time... Like it's like having a job you it's hate. Not like exactly. Told, it's not like I totally cut out having beers and playing drums because I'll have one or two while we're jamming, mm. but one or two is a lot different than ten. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I remember I had a friend of mine that once I started... I got kind of got bored of guitar for a while, picked up bass guitar for a while. And I had a friend come up and he goes, hey, we need a bass player. And I'm like, okay, what are you guys playing? He's like, 311, Oasis. And I'm like, no. He's <laughs> like, why not? And I'm like, I'm going to hate myself after the first couple of practices. I'm going to cry myself to sleep. Exactly. Contemplate like, suicide. I knew it was going to be a lucrative gig as far as paying, but it, I don't know. There was a point where I was just like, no, thank you. So didn't take me, I guess, going to practice and downing 10 beers to <laughs> be like, fuck this. Do you guys have the world's remember, worst hangovers now? Remember going to uh, I'm actually no. Guar? Going to where? 
going to see Guar. Yeah, I was, Jordy was in was, my belly and I didn't it know was, it. It was me and you and my ex Linda? girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was. And then, we, that then was after fun. the show, we tried having a band practice, and that didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> we got home at like midnight, and everybody else, you know, got off work late and wanted to do a show or practice. I remember we were like covered in stuff because they were spraying the crowd with shit. Like, at a bar show? Right? That's odd. Awesome. <laughs> Gigantic gaping vagina on stage and penis shaped like a fish. <laughs> What else? You, I know you said something. You wanted to, this is going to sidetrack it a little bit, but you want to just tell a story about you gaming, your interaction with oh, gaming. Oh no! Uh, you know, I wanted I wanted to get like mm-hmm. uh, Nikki's life story, and I wanted she's the reason why we're here, and I wanted to get yeah. her involved. But you know, we still got to do some of our regular punk off podcast topics. So true. Because you're a husband or son, play video games at all? Yeah, both of them. Yeah. What are they like? Um, Jordy doesn't play too much because I can't remember all what he plays now. He was really into uh, like Zelda and stuff when he was little. But my husband plays uh, all the Arkham series. Right. The Batman plays The Last of Us, Fallout, Call of Duty, right. stuff like that. I'm not. I, I'm usually dicking around on my phone when nice he's on. Stuff. Me and, like, for a long time, uh, we, we both are dorks that watch wrestling sometimes. They yeah. play the video games. Sometimes. So, so <laughs> like, it, we was talking. We used to work together, and we'd talk, and uh, we both got the wrestling games. We'd sit online and fight each other. Like, we try and create our own crazy character and outdo each other with weirdness of the person fighting the other person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's kind of moved on to he's got his own things he's doing, but... Lately, the things we've had in common is Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Nice. Like the latest game, Mortal Kombat X. Yes. Are you I, guys... I, I talked a lot of shit about being... Yes, he did. ...really good and having, like, a character <laughs> rank. Like, man, there's, like, 40, 50,000 people a day do this tournament, dude, and I got number 50 in the world. And there's 50 out of 50,000. That's something, man. You can't beat that. And I was talking <laughs> shit to him. Of course, he beat me. The first time he played. Aw, the first time? Well, no. The first time you did win the first couple. But last week, what was that Thursday? I think it was Thursday. Oh. Yeah, I did. I schooled you. I don't, did you win one out of five? I think you might have won one out of five. Ah, two. Was it two? Yeah. Okay, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. And of course, I ended on the the brutality, fatal flaw. I I, I really did have to go. I just wasn't uh-huh. cutting it off at that moment. Like usual. Go go go! Practice drums. See you later. I'm crippled. <laughs> uh, so I was playing a different game. I was playing Borderlands, like Friday night. It was midnight, one o'clock. I got online, and I just joined a random person's game because there's this there's this area that you have to. They have you just you just fight in the middle of the arena and like five different rounds of people come at you. Mm. You got to beat up all the people that are coming at you like in waves. And I joined in late, so all I had I wasn't down there with them. I just had like a sniper perch up above, and I was just like killing what I could trying to help. Mm. Well, in this game, this certain particular game, you know, if you're dying, if you kill an enemy, you can revive yourself. Okay. Well, I accidentally killed the dude this guy was trying to use to revive himself. 
So he was dying. He was trying to kill this one guy. I took care of it for him, so he died. I fucked him. Overall, like, it was an accident, but I fucked him. <laughs> <laughs> so when he spawned and came back to life, he just stood there for five minutes doing nothing. So I was like, oh, I know what's coming. He's trying to send me a message. He's pissed. I knew it before it even happened. <laughs> and the thing I got was, uh, you stupid motherfucker, you killed my revive, you goddamn no good son of a bitch. I didn't even know this guy. This is just somebody I randomly jumped in a game with. I already helped him win like two, three levels, but I accidentally fucked him later, so that's what he comes at me with. So I told him, hey, man, I uh, I kind of felt bad. I was going to help you beat this level, and I was going to give you a bunch of my weapons and everything to make up for it. But now that I know that you're a dick, I'm <laughs> not feeling so bad anymore. <laughs> he's like... He sends me back a message right away. Like I said, this isn't one of my friends. This is just somebody I randomly, randomly joined yeah. a game with. He goes, I don't need your goddamn pity. I make, I fight <laughs> with my own, I can earn my own weapons. And you think that giving me weapons and helping me is a suitable apology for Fuck fucking me? Like, like, like I said, I'm just getting this waves and waves of bullshit from this dude. How old do you think he was? <laughs> Speaking of which, after all that, my my final response was, uh, if your mom <laughs> knew how you talk to people when she let you stay up late on a Friday night, she would take your PS4 away as punishment. And then I curried up quick and blocked him so he couldn't get a final retort <laughs> or, or counterpoint to that. You know, I just left it hanging like that, and that was, uh, that's my story about dealing with people online playing games. <laughs> I, I was just kind of proud of myself for being able to come back with that quickly. You know, if your mom knew how you were talking to people, she wouldn't let you stay up late on Friday nights and take your PS4 away as a punishment. Now I'm going to hurry up and block you before you can retort. Exactly. Because I win. Because he can't respond, so I win, I win, right? motherfucker, I win. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have any stories that good, for re- at least recently. So, other than um, Destiny, I was a drag to my other. Destiny, <laughs> Destiny, no escaping that for me. Yeah, I forgot you do that. <laughs> Young Frankenstein. I know. Uh, I really, you know what? Since you brought that up. We should do like an MST3K thing where we just sit through that movie sometimes and just comment on it. Oh, that would be so easy. We should do it on video though, because just I think listening. Absolutely. To... I've got I've got a reg, uh, regular HD video camera and a GoPro, and you've got a GoPro, and we could arrange them in three different places, and that would be a fun night. <laughs> Just you yelling destiny throughout most of the... <laughs> they only say that one time during the movie. I know, I know. But I still think he would just do it randomly throughout. <laughs> just my two cents. We're contemplating doing a vampire... or Punk rock vampire slasher flick through Howard's. Oh! I think that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> You mean creating your own or having some kind of theme night? No, like actually making a movie, like Club H, produced by 
Or could just call it Club Hell then for the movie. I'm not supposed to call it Club Hell anymore. Oh, really? Oh. Uh oh, the mandate was brought down. Here comes the judge. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could call it the movie Club Hell, though. That's what I mean. <clears throat> yeah, the new owners are trying to uplift the place, so I'm not allowed to put Club Hell on the flyers oh. anymore. Yeah. Which makes me sad. Yeah, that is kind of a bummer. Yeah, but. They've done a really good job they've from what it. I've seen. They've done you know, a fantastic got like a job. New audio, you know, the exterior of the place is cleaned up, mm-hmm. a new awning and new graphics. We're getting a fancy. smoking patio. Um, we have heat and air, which are... <laughs> you, you laugh at this, but I worked for three winters in a row where it's 46 degrees over on this side. Try bartending in that shit, man. You'd have gloves on and you're like, oh, it was awful awful but are I, you making I, extra tips through hard nipples <laughs> yes yes i could cut i could cut sheets of glass <laughs> i didn't give up working here because i fucking i love this place so much and i love working with live bands and i pushed through it and i just figured something's got to give and something did so were you working here way back like 12 years ago when uh-uh. We played here on a Wednesday night? No, but I was here band. for that show. Really? Yeah, I was here for it. Did you know it was me on drums? Because mm-hmm. I remember knowing that you was around the Bowling Green area and working at places, but I was, didn't know if you'd be here, and I was kind of looking. But when you're in a band, you don't have totally right. time to go out and right. talk to everybody <laughs> and look at everybody and do everything. And No, I, I, I remember you guys playing here. We have, we have that recorded, and I kind of have that uploaded online nice. right now to, like, you know, Google Drive. I could uh, point you to a link That'd be for cool. the old school for sure. show if you want For sure, I would love that. laugh. It was, it, it, it's pretty sloppy, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> not your best? Or just not the no, band's but, best? but... But this place was pretty filled on a Wednesday night. I remember there's a lot of people here for the middle of a week. We had the Misfits play here. Um, It was probably eight eight or nine years ago. And um, they were freaking, they were off the hook. It was awesome. Of course, it's only Jerry that's the original member. We were standing outside smoking cigarettes and all these goth kids are walking by and they all got like fucking Misfit gears shit on. I'm like, yo, they're here. They're that was pretty fun because we played with them in Cleveland. So you guys have played. It used to be Peabody's Club and they, they closed Peabody's down, but. I love that we did a, we, It was like one of the openers right before them and we did a couple Misfits covers at the time and. Uh, we was dickheads enough to do them at the Misfits show, <laughs> and of course the Misfits had to come right out and just, they they heard us playing them because they did the songs like London Dungeon and Skulls. They did them right away, the first two songs to cover up what we did, uh-huh. and then they could do the rest of their show. That's funny that, shit. It, it was, of course, you know, lucky enough to do show with Danzig and with the Misfits but not with Danzig and the Misfits <laughs> <laughs> you, got to, you got to meet Danzig? No I was going to say he's uh, much of an asshole as everybody says what, he is. What's, 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 what's that club in Detroit? Uh, uh, clutch? Uh, 
That's my baby. Oh. <laughs> Come in here and say hi. Hey, get, you, should, you should get your old man in here and have him talk about his music. and. Uh, okay. Well, his, we're all about uh, promoting locals. And now we take a pause, pause. while <laughs> Nikki finds her husband and we add to the podcast. She's very, very much a mama's girl. <laughs> Hi, baby. I like your glasses. <laughs> who, who, who do we have joining the show now, Nikki? Um, we have my two-year-old Izzy and my husband Matt. Hi. Hi. What's happening, Matt? Hi. Oh, not much. Just escaping. Uh, sit on that side so that Michael pick up your. Escaping the library because she started freaking out, calling for you. That <laughs> sounds like okay. I don't, know, I don't know if you remember, but I met you like uh, three, four years ago. I think she was bartending at Checkers. Okay. Down there, down the street there, and yeah, we was outside in the patio, and we bullshit a little bit. Sounds familiar. But uh, no, we was talking about uh, some of the shows she brings in here, and. They do open mic nights. You you play too. You do stuff in here. What do you think about uh, what, what's 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 your thing, man? What do you do? Who are you? What's inside? Oh, I'm just a crazy guy doing doing his best to raise a crazy baby. She's you know, evil I, incarnate. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think. Thursday night's open mic and the weekend shows are all a great thing. Local music's coming back in a, in a strong way. And, you know, Bowling Green's Howard's is the venue to go to, especially if you're just starting off. So Right. He's mentioned earlier, you still have a sticker up there, Living Dead sticker on that door from over 10 years ago. You're really proud of that, aren't you? <laughs> well, yes! <laughs> That's awesome. There's so much, like, some of these stickers, you know, are 20 years old. It is a lot of weird history. Yeah. I've seen stuff I remember from 1995. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the Finley Suck stickers. I think Jeff's been out of those yeah. sometime in 98. So. I used to have a Finley Suck sticker that says I'd rather be masturbating. No, I remember that one. It's time to go outside. Yeah, she's been a handful. You know, I've, got, I've got a daughter just a little bit older than you. I think you'd be friends. She needs friends. I had her call him over there, and she had no idea. And then she was like, block. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I don't think anybody's over there. Then she saw you. <laughs> hey, you guys took a trip to New Orleans recently. How'd that go? Oh, that was great. Uh... If I, if I understand right, you wasn't so sold on it and wanted uh, to go someplace else? Or I, is that just how the marriage negotiation goes? I have severe uh, anxiety issues and just getting on a plane isn't really my idea of a great time. I can relate. Understood. So that that's, it wasn't that I didn't want to go to New Orleans, it's that I didn't want to get on a plane. <laughs> I understand that. But talk to the doctor, toss me a couple Xanax, we could have crashed and I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Feelgood. Just yeah. put it down hard. 
Satan's got a hold of that baby. Don't throw it. Here, so what else do we have to talk about? Anything anything serious? Anything you wanted to get into while we was here? Oh, not really, but since we were talking about all the stickers, that was the thing when we were here the other night watching the old breed. It was kind of weird just sitting there seeing all the tags from the other bands I've seen at least at least ten years ago, if not more, with some of them. And I was just like, wow, I really am getting old. <laughs> more so than the way I think about it. Cause some of these bands I saw back... Well, like Hubcap, that's over there. I saw those guys mainly around 2006, I think. And I was like... I dated their bass player for eight years. So. But I was like, damn, it's really been that long. So, yeah, I don't know. It was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it was. And yeah, I've thought about just doing a hunt just to see what other bands that I used to hang out with or know that I'm sure have shit around here somewhere. Right. So, and that was my one regret is I never got to see my buddy's band, uh, Welfare Soldiers, play up here. That would probably would have been 2007 ish, right around there. So. Not sure how much longer she's gonna let yeah, me last. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's gotta been. What time is it? At least an hour. Yeah, we. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, it's we can about, wrap this up. Yeah, we can do you that. Got any final words you want to say? Anything you want to talk about? Promote? Yeah, you should probably at least run through uh, all the uh, social medias. Howard's is on. Um, Howard's is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay. And I am Nikki Cordy. You can follow me on Facebook, and I promote shows constantly on all of those. But if you're going to come to a show... Hemi Devils. Hemi Devils. <laughs> Actually, um, that whole weekend, August 5th and 6th, are both, like, punk rock beautiful. Awesome. I have to see if, if, the, if the man don't have me down on the job, I'm going to have to be here. Especially see Hemi Devils. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited for this. They're, I, they're awesome. You know, I've drove the last couple Bowling Green gigs. If you want to drive to this one, I'll come with you. Okay. So All right. We don't have to get... Pulled over and arrested on the right home. That sounds good. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for having me. Oh, it was a pleasure. Was cool. Yeah, thanks for uh, still, deal- still dealing with me after all these years. You know, it, well, it, I it, had seems, my... it seems like about every five years or something we run into each other. Right. Like, I, I always knew... Like back in high school, this isn't no weird stalker thing or anything, but it's like I always uh-huh. knew that things. Come on, man! Your husband's right there. Don't get my ass beat today. But like, like I say, you know, just for some reason I always knew that we'd run into each other down the road. You know, it's one of those. Like, like when you take mushrooms or something for the first time and you see everybody's aura and everybody's colors. It's like, I kind of I knew you had one of those auras and like our paths keep right. following Kin- Kindred spirits. Exactly. Sorry, my child almost impaled you. Get whacked with a pool cue, yeah. <laughs> On that note, what's, what's, what, what's the... Uh, Quote for the week? Quote for the week. You I'm going to go big trouble. Outro. You got anything good? Uh, I usually use movie so quotes, but... Remember your birth control? <laughs> Sounds good to me. Remember your birth control. <laughs> I'm just <Cheers>. kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
get up 